Okay, let's continue in Masilat Yasharim. Masilat Yasharim, Ramchal had cited uh, in his Hakdama that we read last week uh, the Pasuk from last week's parasha, from Parashat Ekev. Pasuk had Moshe turning to Am Yisrael and saying to them, uh, What is it? Ma Adonai Lohecha Shoel Me'imach Ki'im Li'ira'at Adonai Lohecha Lalechet Bechodiracha. What is it that God requests of you? Just to fear, have that awe of him, to walk in his ways, and to have a certain love and loyalty to him, and to worship him, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and to fulfill all of his mitzvot. Of course, that statement is a almost comical and peculiar statement. What is it makes it sound as if it's very little to do all these things, and then encapsulates to a certain extent our existence as Ovdeh Hashem, everything and anything we can aspire for and the Gemara questions that deals with that that's right in Legabe Moshe Miltazutra says the Gemara for Moshe it was a small matter which only begs the further question but Moshe is not talking to himself he's speaking to us alright but that notwithstanding says Mesilat Yesharim you sent to someone next to Moshe it's easy for you to if you're next to him says Mesilat Yesharim that's what we want to focus on the description within that Pasuk of Ahava, Yira, Dibuk, that means cleaving, Shmirat HaMisvot, Halicha Bidrachav, and so forth. That's what this entire book will center around and develop what it means to be an Oved Hashem, how we do that appropriately. So very briefly in the Hakdama, he goes through each of those activities, each of those mindsets. He starts with Hayira. Hayira Hiyirat Rome Muto Itbarach, Sheyira Melefanav. There's a fear, there's a certain awe of the greatness and grandeur of God the same way a person would from a king who's gadol venora, who's great and uh, overwhelming. And in turn, there'll be an embarrassment, a shame from the greatness on every action, on every movement that you might come to do. And all the more so, as you're speaking in front of him during times of prayer, or when you're involved and, uh, and, and toiling in Torah. So just several points very briefly. First and foremost, Mesilat Yesharim uses that word, that, that word, there's a busha from the Gedulah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I return with this to the words of Harambam at the beginning of Hilchot Teshubah. Harambam, when he's describing the Nosach of the Vidui, Vidui, of course, is the verbal confession. We do many of them on Kippur. We have it in the Silichot. We have it on a daily basis in a abridged version when we say Tachanun. So Harambam says, Ikar HaVidui. He's talking about what's absolutely necessary. Everything that you add on is a way of elaborating and embellishing what we're doing in front of God. But says Harambam, what's Ikar Havidui? And it's very succinct and to the point. But one of the, again, brief mentions is, Uboshti Asai. I, in doing wrong, God, I have busha from my wrongdoing. So I've more than once wondered, what is it about busha? Uh, what is it about that shame or embarrassment that's necessary or appropriate during a time in which I'm thinking about God's presence in my life? 
I once heard the following, Mashal. Imagine, and I am very clumsy, imagine in a clumsy circumstance I walk into the room and as I enter into the room, I fall down. I trip on my, I'm not wearing shoelaces, but let's say I'm wearing shoelaces because I stepped on the shoelaces. And bro, so again, let's say I hadn't and I stepped on them and I tripped over them or there was something on the floor and not looking where I was going, I walk into the Allenhurst uh, main sanctuary and I fall, fall down. Now I stand up and immediately I look around. That's the first reaction we generally have in those situations. And and the room is filled with people. We're about to begin uh, Shahrit on Shabbat morning, and everybody was there on time for one reason or another. I turn red. I make my way quickly up to my seat and I try to pretend that never happened. That's circumstance number one. Circumstance number two, identical situation. I walked into the room, it's early in the morning, I'm ready for shahrit. I walk into the room and I trip over whatever it is on the floor on my shoelace. I quickly pop up and I look around. And apparently I got there 20 minutes early, there's no one there. Or alternatively, everybody slept late that day. There's nobody in the room. Instead of turning red, instead of quickly going to my uh, seat, I brush myself off, I take my time up to there, there's no embarrassment whatsoever. The difference between those two situations portrays the difference between being embarrassed and not being embarrassed, and that is whether I feel and realize the presence and eyes and sight of others around me. Which means to say, although it's uncomfortable, it's a vulnerable state when I feel the eyes watching me of another, I feel myself in the presence of another, that's what Busha is really all about. So when Mesilat Yesharim, when Harambam more specifically is talking about Teshubah, what Harambam is describing is the reason you sinned potentially was because you didn't feel his presence in your life. You didn't have that cognizance on a consistent basis of Shiviti Adonai Lenek Ditamid. Uboshti Bema'asai means now I've feel your presence, now sin will be a whole lot more difficult for me to succumb to in the future because I feel you in my life. It's for that reason as well that the Gemara Masechet Berachot, good morning, it's doing, that the Gemara Masechet Berachot says if a person were to sin and he's boshemen, when he's embarrassed about that sin, mohalin lo al kol he gets uh, forgiveness for all his sins. All his sins? He sinned once or whatever, many times, but for one sin, he feels embarrassed, he's ashamed of it. So first and foremost, of course, the Gemara is exaggerating. But what sort of exaggeration is that? Unless the core of what underlay what the person did was that they didn't feel the presence of the other. That's what Misilat Yesharim is, is suggesting to us to be a certain work, a certain uh, arduous activity in our lives, to try to bring ourselves to the Yevosh Migdulato al we have a certain shame, a certain embarrassment, not an unhealthy one, about every action that we do. It's very different, even though it looks the same, two people, as we mentioned last week, who are doing the exact same thing, but one of them feels that he's doing it in the presence of God. The other one feels like he's doing it in the absence of God. But they're doing the exact same thing. But if you look carefully, if you put the, your proper lenses on, if you're able to, as the uh, umpires in baseball, as we said, I know, I know, deal, are able to determine, I know, you killed me on it last <laughs> week, are able to determine whether the batter offered at the yeah. pitch, which means to say you can pick up on the nuances when you're a part of this. That's the difference of person who's bush or not they seem to be doing the same thing but look carefully notice that one of them is really plugged in has a certain perspective on this and the other doesn't and he continues again and he concludes he says that's on all your actions all the more so as you're speaking to God in prayer and when you're immersed in Torah 
Prayer and Torah are the greatest opportunities that we have. Harambam in his Sefer HaMisvot, his fifth mitzvah, Harambam talks about Avodat Hashem. We mentioned in Kiryat Shema a few times today. Ul Obdo Bechol Levavichem and Va'avadetem. We have a mandate to worship God. What do you mean to worship God? We do everything in worship of God. Harambam quotes from the Midrash, there are two vehicles, two mechanisms to worshiping God. One is through Mikdash, Torah, Tefillah. The other one is through Torah which means to say as you're involved in tefillah, perhaps it's easier in those circumstances to find the God presence, but oftentimes even then it's difficult. There's a social atmosphere which sometimes removes ourselves from having a mindset of such. Torah is even more difficult. Torah can become an intellectual exercise. Torah can be an inspiring circumstance where I lose vision of this being avodah, part of my worship. That's what Mesilat Yesharim is stressing to us that to truly have a yirat haromemut means to feel and to realize the grandeur and greatness there were. I've read this, never experienced it. There were mandates and rules in different European cities and countries over the course of time that in every classroom you had to have the picture of, I don't know, the emperor or the person who was in charge. There was a certain feeling you needed to feel the presence of, you know, George Orwell, Lehavdil has big brother in Syria. You had it? And every, every, picture, every room has a picture. There it is. Every room has to have him. Also, but what's the idea? Yeah, it's The idea is Yirata Romemut. It's not only Yirata Onesh. You're not looking at him, oh my goodness, he's going to punish me. You're looking at him, ah, he's supposed to be the great one in your eyes. That's the vision, that's the description of true Yirat Hashem. Continued the Pasuk and Mesilat Yesharim. Halicha Bidrachav. What does it mean to walk in the ways of God? Uh, God doesn't have feet. God doesn't literally or physically walk. It says, Kolel Kol Inyan. Yosher hamidot v'tikunam to be holech b'darkei Hakadosh Baruch Hu v'halachta b'drachav, as the pasuk is telling us we're supposed to do, means to have a straightness with our attributes, characteristics, midot, and fixing them, and to emulate Hakadosh Baruch Hu with our midot, with our character traits. Vehu ma'she'amru zichronam livracha mesilat yesharim cites from the Gemara and Masechet Shabbat and Daf Kof Lamid Gimal Mahur Rahum Afatarahum. The same way Hakadosh Baruch Hu has a merciful attribute, attribute that rahamim side of him, so too must you. Uh, just this past week, just a few days ago, Masechet Sanhedrin, we were learning about how Micha, Micha was an individual who erected a uh, pesel, an idol, and as a result, many people fell prey to him. The Gemara questions, why wasn't he killed in his lifetime? Why didn't he, at least in their eyes, lose his portion in the world to come? Answers the Gemara, because he gave his pat, his bread, to people who passed by. It's an amazing statement. The Gemara says he was able to redeem himself because he helped others. Someone just on Friday after the class suggested to me, said, you know what that's an attribute of? That's an attribute of halicha bedrachav. You're describing a person who supports others. That's the way we speak about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So true, his theology, his connectedness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is very deficient. He's leading others astray. But in terms of who he was, he was halich bedarkei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's something very great to be said for that. It's what uh, um, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says about Avraham in Parashat Vayera. They're going to follow, they're going to safeguard the path of God 
לעשות צדקה ומשפט. דרך אדוני, you'd imagine is, אמונה, is ביטחון, maybe is תפילה, it's לעשות צדקה ומשפט, it's to live a life of righteousness and justice. That's the definition, רחמים, חנינה, the ability to be compassionate to others. כלל כל זה שינהג האדם כל מידותיו וכל מיני פעולותיו על פי היושר והמוסר included in this means that every action, again, and this is the point for, for many, um, many of the facets of Mesilat Yisharim through and through, that it's not only about Shemirat HaMitzvot, which he'll touch on, of course, but it's everything in between. Who are you in between? Who are you in the fourth of, of section of Shohan Aruch? Shohan Aruch, of course, only has four sections. But the legend is that when people would come to get tested uh, to become a rabbi, they'd be asked about the fifth portion. There's only five sections. There's Ora Hayim, there's Yoreh Deah, there's Eben Ha'ezer, and there's Hoshen Mishpat. So common sense says, says Musa, how to apply it. That's one version of the story. The other version of the story is, now, that which isn't written in you, how do you act in that circumstance? Which might be saying the same thing yeah. as you, but the idea being not only common sense in terms of how to apply in Hilchot Shabbat, but common sense about how to apply everything you've just read and understood within context of life disassociated from Shabbat. It's a weekday. Disassociated from Kashrut. You're not eating. But what did those halachot inform you of? Who you are as a person? That's Yosher Hamidot Vehamusar. Kalelu Hachamenu Zichronam Livracha. He cites the Mishnah at the beginning of Perek Bet of Pirkei Avot. Kol Shehi Tiferet Le'osea Vetiferet Lo Min Ha'adam. The question in this Mishnah is, Ezohi Derech Yeshara Shiyabor Lo Ha'adam. What's the straight path that a person should choose for themselves? Borer means to separate and to, to, to choose one over the other. What's that way that you're supposed to answer in the Mishnah is, Kol Shehi Le'osea Vetiferet Lo Min Ha'adam. It's something which causes grandeur, splendor, something great for Oseha. We'll define that word in a second. Vitiferet lo min means other people appreciate it. There are two ways of explaining that first word, Oseha. Oseha either means for me, the performer, I'm the Oseha, so it needs to be Tiferet for me, it brings me up, as well as those around me. The interpretation of Silat Yesharim is preferring over here is Oseha means for Akadosh Baruch Hu, which means you have a dual purpose in every mitzvah and every activity that you do. And on the one hand, it's le'oseha, what's your relationship with God? On the other hand, if it's then going to be deficient with other people, I'm worshiping God, but as a result, Musa hates me because he looks at Hazr Shalom. He looks at me and he says, oh, what type of person is that? How is he now developing himself? Well, then you're not really doing this right. That's the derech yeshara. That's the v'halachta b'derachav kol ha'holech el tachlit ha'hatava ha'amitit ha'hainu she'toldata chizuk ha'tor that's what he says. He says it's not only Hizuka Torah, that's the connectedness, the relation to God, it's Tikun Ahavata Medinot. Ahava, Ahava Ve'achva means a certain love. Medinot is a reference to society. He's talking about raising society through Shemirata Torah Vahamitzvot. All right, next in the list of the things that we're going to work on over the course of this book that Moshe alludes to in that Pasuk and Parashat Ekev is Ahava. So we talked about Yir'ah, that awe, the feeling, the presence of God, realizing it, it brings to a certain busha, a healthy busha. Talked about halicha bidrachav, walking on the path of God, it means tikkun hamidot, being miyasher our way. Ahava shiye nikba belev ha'adam ha'ahava elav yitbarach, ad shetitorer benavsho la'asot na'hat ruach lefanav, kemo shelibom itorer la'asot na'hat ruach le'aviv ul'imo. 
Ahava means a person is inspired to the extent that they want to cause, and this needs to be quote-unquote, but a nahat ruach, a certain pleasure to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the same way we are instinctively and innately wanting to do so for our parents. V'yitzta'er, and you'll have sorrow, im haser me'acharim and you'll feel bad if you're not able to do it appropriately. I wasn't able to uh, serve my parents appropriately. I feel bad in turn that I'm not able to And the other outcome on the flip side is if you do it right, there's a certain elated spirit that you have. In truth, Sefer HaChinuch, if I remember correctly, suggests that the mitzvah of Kibud Avaim is specifically in place as a way of giving gratitude to your parents so that you understand gratitude and can forward it to God. Which means to say, gratitude amongst human be- amidst human beings and society to a certain extent leads us beyond just human beings. It's most difficult to have gratitude to a being that we don't see and we don't encounter in a physical way on a consistent basis. We train ourselves, we train ourselves to giving gratitude to being through being grateful to other people. Rav Hutner in one of his letters points out, if I remember correctly, that the word in Hebrew, both for being thankful and for realizing is lehodot, hoda'ah. You could be modeh b'miksat, I admit that you own some of this, and then you could be modeh al ha'emet as well, you can admit to someone being true and knowing it better than you, but then hoda'ah, to say toda means to say thank you. Oftentimes, if not always, by training ourselves, training our children to say thank you, to have gratitude, it means they begin to be have a certain recognition. We only recognize matters when we're able to admit to them initially. I might not know what I'm saying when I say thank you on a consistent basis, but the more I say it, the more I realize that I owe something to another. So his description then of envisioning Ahava through the prism of our parents is more than just uh, just as some sort of parallel. It's potentially, as Sefer Ahinu suggests, specifically through the parents that we're able to appreciate the, that shutafut in your creation, that partnership, and understand God's involvement. It's what the Pasuk says in Parashat Kedoshim. It's the way the Aseret HaDiberot seem to allude to the fact that we link up Shabbat and Kibud Avaim. The Pasuk says, Ish imo ve'aviv tira'u, Ish imo ve'aviv tira'u ve'shabetotai tishmoru. It links up both your honor and fear of your parents and Shemirat Shabbat. The linking between the two is difficult in the eyes of the Hachamim. On this basis, perhaps it's by honoring your parents, you in turn can have a greater Shemirat Shabbat. Shabbat is a time you're modeh, you're thankful, but you have a certain recognition of God's omnipotence, involvement in the world and in your life. It comes sometimes through the tangible, through that which you do with human beings that you know. Shelemut Halev, the Pasuk describes onward, as Mesilat Yisharim tells us, having a whole heart. What does it mean to have a whole heart? This, in the words of Harambam, is Ahava. It's an Ahava she'ena teluya badavar. Mesilat Yisharim is called that Shelemut Halev. It means I'm worshipping Him, I'm connected to Him, I'm searching for God and, and doing for Him for no other reason other than connecting myself to Him. There's nothing more, no ulterior motives. Not difficult to do. That's what we might refer to as lishma. He's going shelemu talev, but it's along the same lines. That's what it means to do. V'nechlal kedeshi yeshalem ba'avoda velo keposeach al sheteh haseipim or koseh mitzvat anashim belumada elishia kol libo natun lazeh. He says along those lines and beyond that is that I'm wholehearted in doing it. Not only that I don't intend to get something more, 
But I'm not poseach al shenei ha-se'ipim. What does it mean to be poseach al shenei ha-se'ipim? Those are words which, of course, are taken from Eliyahu Hanavi at Har HaKarmel when he's talking to Nevi'e HaBaal. His words to Ahav and his adherents are, Ad Matai, until when? All right, Musa, you're always 10 steps ahead of me, as usual. His words always, Baruch Hashem, his words to them are, until when? Are you skipping? Are you jumping from one platform to the next? Are you worshipping God or are you worshipping others? Are you connected to Him or are you connected to others? Of course, the response could be, I'm both at once. Wrong. That's being Says Yesharim. That's what it means to have Shelemutalev. means I'm not one person in one circumstance with one mindset, but I'm the same person in that circumstance, in that mindset, as when I was in the synagogue or at the class. No, but it's in different uh, contexts, it's different venues, that's right. But ultimately speaking, it's the same thing, but I'm doing something different. Doing something different, but it's the exact and identical perspective. That's what it means to have Shelemut HaLev. And along those lines as well, says Mesilat Yesharim, you can't be and should not be doing something in mitzvat anashim melumada. Mitzvat anashim melumada means you're just doing it without being thoughtful, without having perspective. Mitzvat anashim melumada means it's part of your rote, your routine. That's a hisaron in, again, Shelemut HaLev. So Mesilat Yesharim then has detailed for us Yir'ah, Ahava, Shelemutalev, Halichabi Dirachav, he has a last one, Pasuk then described, just following the mitzvot, Shemirat Kola Mitzvot, Kemashma'o, what does it mean to fulfill the mitzvot, to safeguard them? Kemashma'o, as it sounds like, Tahainu Shemirat Kola Mitzvot Kulan, Bechol Diktukehen, Tnahehen, it means to fulfill them with all of their details, with all of their specifics. Why is he mentioning those words? He'll later on point out in Perek Aleph, He'll say that the state that the statement that I I worship God to the best of my capability is fantastic, but to say that I follow these details, but I knowingly and willingly have neglected other details, is a deficiency in the avodah. So you might say, I know, but at least I'm doing that. His imagery and the description that he has over here already is one in which, if I'm truly into this, it means I'm into this wholeheartedly and completely, and to truly understand a, a system means to accept it and embrace it for. All all that it entails, even those difficult and hard to understand details. Yes, John, Dr. John. Does he mean this as a, as a progression? We'll have to deal with that as we get into the book. Now, the Pesukim don't necessarily envision it that way. What he'll tell us right now is that this is along the lines of Pinehas Ben Yair. He's going to quote that for us in a second, which does have it as a progression, which makes us wonder whether this was a progression as well. Hard to actually argue it fully, because the last statement is Shemirat HaMitzvot in the Pasuk. So it's hard to argue that the Shemirat HaMitzvot would be... Ended, but I understand. Okay. But if, it, if it's attempting to fulfill the Mitzvot, it's antithetical to a Sefer HaChinuch again approach, which is which means say I do, and then it becomes a part of me. He'll now describe again a progression this pasuk is not per se that. It says that the hachamim put it in an order, which is different than the pasuk. It says all of these fundamentals that I've set forth for you, they need a lot of explanation. That's why I've written a book. 
You see the words he's using over here. He's saying over here, and the rabbis found a way that's more detailed and it's more ordered. In other words, that this pasuk is not per se mentioning yira, ahava, and so forth in an order. He says this is an order. And it, the, the hachamim again around which he'll center this book. Um, have a specific order and direction for how to achieve this. He says, this is the Beraita, the famous Beraita of Rabbi Pinehas ben Yair. Listen to the words, and again, we'll have plenty of time to talk about it over the course of Misilat Yesharim. Torah, Miviali de Zehirut. I'm not even going to translate all of them. We'll translate the first one. Torah, whatever that means, brings to Zehirut. Hizahir means be careful in some way. Zehirut, that care, Miviali de Zerizut. That means an alacrity, doing something quickly. Zerizut, Miviali de Nikiyut. Nikiyut, Miviali de Perishut. Perishut, Miviali de Tahora. Tahora, Miviali de Hasidut. Hasidut, Miviali de Anna. You see, we have a certain progression in terms of achievement and character trait and mindset in Midot, in Yosher, Hasidut Miviali de Anava. Anava miviali de yirat het, yirat het miviali de kedusha, kedusha miviali de roach hakodesh, roach hakodesh miviali de tehiyat ametim. The last on that list is tehiyat ametim. However, you define that, and we'll have opportunity to do so. Vihine says Ramhal al piha beraita hazot. Based on the words again, which we very quickly read of Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair, the statement in the Gemara, he scamped. I decided lechaber chiburize. I decided to compose this composition lelamed leatzmi to teach myself ulazkir laacherim and to remind others the anava that he has. He says I'm teaching myself and I'm reminding you. He's not reminding himself and teaching us. Of course, it's anyone's greatness who has a certain piety and humility. It's the uh, the conditions for proper avodah, a full worship of God. And I'll determine and explain in each of these what it encapsulates, what it uh, its details are. The way to achieve them. Uh, what uh, deters you from them and the way to keep away from those deterrents I'll read it and hopefully anyone else who's going to derive benefit from it so that Nilmad will learn so that we'll learn to appreciate and worship God without forgetting that's what he talked about at the early part of this Hakdama, this propensity that we have to forget the most simple things and when all of the earthly environment that we live in has a way of taking us away, averting our gaze, making us not be attentive to reality as it should be. This book, these statements should then rise into our thoughts, our memory. And they'll, they'll awaken us to that which we're commanded. He says, and God should be with us as we begin this journey together. Let's very briefly begin just the first line in Perik Aleph of Misilat Yesharim. It's a famous one. It starts with uh, the first letters, as many great books do, of the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's going to have Yod Ke Vav Ke. Yesod HaChasidut 
Vishoresh HaAvodah, look at the first letter of each of those. What's a Yisod? Yisod is a foundation. The foundation of piety, Vishoresh, and the roots of Avodah, of worship. So he's going to define for us right now what is the bedrock of everything that follows. It's what we've discussed in the introduction. It's what we'll return to through and through. It's what I always think as, I hope appropriately, what we're... What we're searching for, we're not searching for just adding details and actions. We're searching for what underlies them. What underlies all them will then give a certain cohesiveness, a certain cohesion to what we're doing. What is it? It will become clear, it must become clear. It becomes true. What is your obligation in your world? And what is it that you need to be focused on and searching and seeking in all that you'll do your entire life. The mashal for this, the mashal that is near and dear to my heart, I had the following experience, only appreciated it later, uh, and it went like this. When I was 19 years old and studying in yeshiva in Israel, together with a few, a few boys who didn't know anything about anything. We rented a car during uh, Ben Hazimanim. Ben Hazimanim is in between the semesters, the vacation time. And the renting of the car, we were gonna go to one of my friend's cousins who lived, I think, in Ramat Gan, right outside of Tel Aviv. So we got into the car, and it was before Waze, and we didn't rent a GPS, and we didn't really know what we were doing, but assumed we knew what we were doing, and began driving, began driving, I don't know, an hour or so out, and we thought it was gonna be an hour and 20 minutes or something along that, did I get that right? About an hour and 20 minutes, right? And nothing looked right, the scenery all looked wrong, and uh, we pulled over to a gas station of some sort, and uh, being the one who spoke Hebrew best, uh, others spoke Yiddish better than me, but I spoke Hebrew best, I was went to go speak to the gas attendants. I uh, walked up to him and I said, it was it Tel Aviv, Ramat Gan? And the person looked at me and I was with his eyes wide open. I said, Hishtagat, are you crazy? Ramat Gan, Tel Aviv? And he turned in the direction we came from and he said, you have to go two hours and 20 minutes in that <laughs> direction, which means to say, we went in the opposite direction when we left Jerusalem. We were coming from Jerusalem, we went in one direction, we were supposed to go in the opposite direction. So the question afterward that I understood to be asked of myself, and it's a certain perspective I have on life, is when was I closer to Ramat Gan? Was it when I left Jerusalem and I was an hour and 20 minutes out, or was when I was two hours and 20 minutes out, but now I was going in the right direction? Which means to say, I can be doing, I can be moving, I can be in my own mind, achieving and successfully doing and fulfilling its mitzvot, it's a business dealing, it's a life in this world, but without the perspective, so I'm going in an altogether different direction, but I'm doing the exact same things as him. That's the righteous person. That's the way the Torah told me to do the things. But your perspective is altogether and completely off. I'm two hours and 20 minutes out, but now that I've shifted my gaze, now that I've turned my car, I'm in the proper direction. I'm gonna put my foot on the gas and go at the same speed limit, doing the same things just in the right direction. In that circumstance, specifically and only, have I achieved the Yisot HaChasidut, the Shoresh HaAvodah HaTemimah? To know Mahovato Shel Adam Be'olamo means to have the proper perspective on what you're doing in life. It's not just to understand how to do it, it's to understand why I'm doing it, it's to understand what I'm doing, not with regards to the mechanics, but with regards to the direction. Begins Misilat Yesharim in Perek Aleph, it's Bebeur Kelal Chovata Adam Be'olamo, before determining what you're doing, determine why and how you're doing so Baruch Adonai Le'olam Amen Amen